Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. As opposed to the sounds of silence, it's the sounds of guys of a certain age. Robbie Koblenz in studio with whoever's going to talk first. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> it's Art Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> and Jay Reed. You're not going to keep it up. Hello, darkness, my old friend. All right. Yeah. You could have said partially sage, rosemary, and thyme. Thyme. I'm hungry enough. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. That was a nice opening. How are you guys doing this week? Doing well. Glad awesome. it's Friday again. Yeah, it's it comes once a week at least most for yeah. most of us. Yeah. So yeah, it's starting to cool off a little bit as we yeah, take feels, this. Yeah. Uh, and as we are recording this, we have two tropical storms barreling yes. their way there towards goes. the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Marco Polo is that what it was? Yeah. No, no it's, it's not. Lauren that. and Marco. Yeah, something like oh, yeah. that. But apparently, there's a there's some some. Fujiwatsky or something. There's this effect that if they if they get within a certain range of each other, they can start to rotate and yeah. affect each other. And it's like a once in a lifetime or and once in a century, a like the perfect storm no. thingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. Except I don't. Did you see say George. one was named Lauren? Yeah, I, maybe oh, not. I don't see scary. any George Clooney around here. So yeah, yeah. So one, and if the other one's Marco, I mean, we call Mark Marco. There you go. So say Hurricane La- Hurricane Lauren just left my house a week ago. Right. So you can get to your bathroom now, and your power bill's gone down. <laughs> well, it's a little early to tell, but yes, there are less less boxes in my way. Right oh now. Wow. wow. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into DC Universe Death Watch. DC Universe Death Watch. Death Watch. Yeah. What you got there? Art? Okay. I think right shortly after we recorded last week in our DC Universe Death Watch, uh, we found out the Aquaman show from the '60s has been pulled from the DC Universe lineup. Why? Who knows? Really? Yeah. But <laughs> fortunately, I had made it through all the episodes, but it was great because there was what four of them? Oh no, there were uh, twenty-six, that, twenty whatever. That was a joke. Yeah, that was a joke. But uh, they also had the Justice League things, and they would have a little segment between Aquaman segments where they had a Justice League segment. So that was pretty nice to see. But you can't see that anymore. Uh, the latest from Jim Lee, who's uh, COO at DC. Because didn't they fire their president? Yeah, they fired the president. He was one of the folks that, that uh, we t- mentioned the layoffs and stuff, and he was one of the folks that the that got uh, laid off. off. Yeah. Uh, so Jim Lee's still there, uh, an artist as well. And uh, he says he imagines that the shows will go to uh, HBO Max, as some of them have already. I don't know if that means the old shows will go to HBO Max, although they do have old cartoons on there now. Hopefully they will. It may just be their their new offerings like uh, Titans and uh, Doom Patrol and things that go to HBO Max. So we'll see. So is Jim Lee Stanley's no no him? relation no relation, no relation. Twin what, situation? What, what was Jim famous? What what he right? What was it? What All right. comic book property was he artist on that he rode to, rose to prominence? X Men when he moved to Marvel. That's what uh, it was. in the early nineties is what he did and kind of yeah. reinvigorated that whole line. And that's when they were doing all of the collector series. So you'd buy an issue of X Men and there would be six variant covers. So I know. you had to buy all those kind of stuff. You probably got some. Of them I still have right. some I of those do as well. Yeah. yeah. Now he started off with. Uh, with uh, Rob Liefeld and several that had their own company. Over at Image. Image, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, then those guys were brought into, I think, mostly uh, into the Marvel uh, camp. And then he left Marvel several years ago and has been with DC and uh, did uh, Batman Hush. Uh, did Shh. <laughs> Robbie thinks he's Batman, so he's... 
Hushing us. So anyway, that was hushing you. So anyway, that's where we are on the DC Death Watch. Robbie pointed at Jay when he said, "I'm hushing at you." So he's pointing at Jay. Well, so what's your geek of the week? Okay, geek of the week is also DC. Uh, In addition to Fandom, that starts tomorrow, which is August twenty second. And uh, tomorrow's we record, uh, we found out that Ben Affleck is going to reprise his role uh, as Batman in the uh, upcoming, yet to be seen if it's upcoming, <laughs> Flash movie that they've been uh, talking about for, what, six years or yeah. so? Starring Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, yeah. So, uh, And I think what's going on with DC is there are several continuities. We've got Robert Pattinson's Batman. We've got uh, the Joker movie that came out that really wasn't the Joker. And now we've, we're kind of back in the DC continuity main uh, Justice League line. But also, didn't we see a few weeks ago that uh, Michael Keaton was also going to be yeah. in the Flash movie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As, uh, and, so, and they also say that uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I think the guy's name is. Oh, yeah. Uh, is going to play Batman's father, Thomas Wayne. So an earlier uh, version of uh, Batman and Lauren Cohen, who's also from Walking Dead, is going to play yeah. uh, the version of Martha. A Wayne that becomes the Joker in another alternate universe. So does the uh, does Martha Wayne? Yeah, Martha Wayne. Joker? Yeah, Martha. So why'd you say that, Martha? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of Batman v Superman. So, so the question is: is is the Thomas Wayne character going to kill Robin with a club? I don't know. Does he do that? Well, what's his face from Walking Dead? Oh, That's yeah. how he killed Glenn. Okay, yeah. See, because I knew the Joker did it. I'm thinking, well, shouldn't that be Lauren Cohen that does yeah. it? But uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Spoiler. Only if Robin's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. It's five years old at this point. Four years Which old. Which is still less time than lost, though, right? <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. That's Which right. Not allowed but, to we have, but we have we to have not. standards on this this show. Yeah, now I, we do. Yeah. <laughs> when, when are they going to start? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, uh, but so Keaton's going to be there. And if if we recall back in the crisis on the Infinite Earths yeah. on the CW, you had Robert Wool as his gumshoe his character. Knox, yeah. Yeah, as Knox, uh-huh. who, was, who, who was, did an appearance. So yeah. we already know that that Bat universe exists. Right. And then we had Ezra Miller flash in. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, Ezra Miller didn't even know he was Flash. Remember? Because he's like, who's the Flash? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, saying to, uh, to, to, to Barry Allen. To I mean, the to other Barry. Yeah. Yeah, so, Barry Allen. Now, it'd be really cool if uh, if Ship would show up as Flash. Yes. As well. Wesley. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. And, of course, you'd love it because all the people come back. <laughs> there you go. I point to Jay. Uh, all right, Mr. Reed, what you got? Well, my Geek of the Week is hyper-local, but it's encouraging and maybe for other cities as well. It was announced in our paper this week that our theater, our one theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has multiple screens. Multiple screens, but yeah. our one theater will reopen today, actually. Oh, yeah, it, has, it does open today. It opens today, yeah, and it's it got and Raiders some is classic playing, right? Raiders I'm of sorry, the Lost Ark. i your geek. <laughs> Back Down. to the Future, <laughs> Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park. Uh, those are probably the classics, and then some of these I've seen. Inception is a little bit newer, maybe. Trolls World Tour, I won't be going into that. Uh, Words on Bathroom Walls, I've seen that advertised. I don't know how I have no idea recent I've that seen is. It, but not the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I, read the, I read The Wall, I guess, <laughs> that they adapted that from. <laughs> right, so there's no word about how much it's going to cost, but it is going to be open. Of course, there's going to be all the... Wear a mask until you're seated yeah. and, and separated from 
What I heard was that the older movies are calling catalog movies, and that'll be a lower price, and that more recent releases are going to be $10. I think AMC was going to do their opening day 1920 prices, so it's like a quarter to get in or something. So the AMC chain, I read that somewhere, so who knows. But... Yeah, that's kind of cool. Are you going to see a movie, Jim? I haven't decided yet. It is my birthday this week. Oh, so yeah. Maybe I will. Oh, we've got to have a guys call. of a certain age lunch. We do maybe. need to do that. Maybe yeah, do what time week? do you want to go to lunch, Art? I mean, we'll see if Jay's available. <laughs> wow. That was bad. That was really bad. I'm sorry, Mrs. Reed. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, Thanks. happy early birthday. Thank you very much. Of course, by the time this airs, it'll be after your birthday. So I hope I, you I had a happy birthday. birthday week kind of guy, pre-birthday and post-birthday. So it may still be going on as long as people are listening. To so this is show. it a federal yeah. holiday? Federal. No, more just a county. Does Netflix ship you an extra <laughs> disc for uh, for that week? We'll know on Sunday. You know what? Netflix, I'm sure Netflix has got Aquaman on DVD. So maybe I've actually got the DVD set of Aquaman. I'm covered. I'm good. So Art Flix yeah, has got the DVD right. set. That's right. I've actually owned that, I own that box set of DVDs. Wow. Not so much a box as a pamphlet. <laughs> a pamphlet set. Oh, Next this year goes. we'll be celebrating Art Dome. Art Dome. Art Dome. Ah, that, that could be a festival. Okay. Yeah. Art Dome. Well, my Geek of the Week is... Uh, oh, I forgot you might have one. Yeah, I might have one. Uh, so, found out this week that Stranger Things will continue past season four. So the I've been Duffer- watching that, by the way. Season so four? You know, it's not out no, yet. No, I've been watching... I'm in season one. Okay. Good. I'm just Great. letting you know that really? I'm catching up. Wow. Wow. Everybody dies. Then they go to Russia. Uh, so, season four, we originally thought was going to be the ending of the show, but apparently with the pandemic, the Duffer brothers have decided, hey, maybe we can tweak a few things. We're going to extend it beyond. I just hope they don't outstay their welcome. Which and is, they may have already... They may be already doing that with four. I, I would think that really? maybe could. I, well, I have you seen look, it? I'm looking forward to it. Well, I just thought looking season, forward to, to it. it yeah. I just thought three. We were getting kind of uh, one too many times at the well. Really? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Okay. So I'm waiting till they get through my high school graduation. There which, you go. Which will be soon. So, but what do you think about Stranger Things so far? Jim? I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's not. I didn't really know. What to expect? So after all the after times we've we talked, talked about, about it? it, yeah. Well, you haven't talked specifics really, yeah. about the the, the well, plot. So. We we said it was good. That's all you needed. Right? And it is. I agree. Wow. So and Umbrella Academy has the second season. Of no, I have not watched Umbrella Academy. I've yeah, watched a couple episodes. I haven't far. watched Umbrella Academy yet. Mm-hmm. I am rewatching Halt and Catch Fire and mm-hmm. tremendously enjoying it. Okay. So I mean, I've almost halted, but I haven't caught fire yet. So I'm almost through season four. Okay. Yeah, I think it. I vaguely remember it. So anyway, it's it's kind of fun to watch their parallels to you got the Steve Jobs character and the Steve Wozniak character and you got the megalomaniac. It's it's kind of fun. But anyway. Okay. They're uh, looking at me. And on that note, <laughs> why don't we halt? Oh, uh, we will halt. And you've heard of serial killers. Well, we've got a serial maker that's going to be really sweet coming up next. The second half of Guys of a Certain Age is a special half because we've got a special guest. Tell us all about it, Art. All right. We're pleased to have my lifelong friend, George Abai. George and I have known each other for over 50 years, so Bless he certainly heart. qualifies as a guy of a certain age. Uh, we grew up together in Leland, uh, moved away, but uh, we've remained friends ever since then. And I'm going to say hello, George, and let you tell the folks kind of what you do and, and why we have you on as this guest for the serial episode. Okay, Art, thanks, and uh, hello, guys. Thanks for having me on. 
Um, as Art said, I grew up in Leland. I got a degree in food science at Mississippi State, and then I went to graduate school at Purdue for food science. And then I was hired uh, by General Mills, which brought me up here to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I worked both in product development and consumer research there for about five years. And then I started out on my own to do a consulting business to try and help learn what consumers wanted in their food products and what kinds of ideas we could come up with to, to meet those desires. Um, over the years, I've learned a lot about cereal, and, and I'll share what I can without trying to give away too many uh, corporate secrets. You know, I don't want to do anything to get us sued. Okay, so we, what we that want to know, first of all, is what are the corporate secrets that you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey, George, they're not going to get anything from us. We have nothing that's sue-worthy anyway. We could, well, we could give them Jay. Is Sue worthy? Is that a compliment right. or not? I'm not I, sure. I was trying to be. Well, never mind. So, George. I'm so valuable. We've talked about like Saturday morning cartoons. And I think uh, one of the things that I think about when I think about growing up in Saturday morning cartoons are the cereal that we'd have, first of all, as we watch those cartoons and all those ads that would run. So kind of what's the what was the philosophy behind that? I mean, other than just, hey, look, here's sugary sweet cereal for the kids. And, and what can they do for that? Yeah, you know, cereal was far more than just uh, food and nutrition. It was really uh, a part of our culture. And at that stage of our lives, when we're really young, you know, imagine your parents tell you pretty much everything to do. They tell you when to get up, when to go to bed, when to eat, when to work, when to play. Um, and so you really don't have a lot of individuality. But what happened, at least back then, was one day you were in the grocery store, typically with your mom, and she would say, okay, here's, uh, here's your choice. You get to pick from these cereals, which one would you like? And it would kind of blow you away because up until that point, you really didn't get to make any choice in your life. And yeah, that's depending, good point. On, depending on your mom's attitude about sugar, you know, the choice may have been between uh, plain Cheerios and Kicks, or it could have been the whole gamut of, of cereals that were there in the aisle. But when you got to make that choice and pick that cereal that you would take home and eat, um, it, it was kind of expressing who you were as an individual for really one of the first times in our lives. And so uh, we, we kind of established a relationship with these brands and these characters that went far beyond the taste of the product. Now, taste had a lot to do with it, you know, especially the taste of sugar. Yeah. But, um, Yum. <laughs> but well, there just... are a lot of deep, you know, deep memories that people have shared with me over the years about these relationships that they had with uh, with their particular kind of cereal. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, for me, I can think of Lucky Charms and Captain Crunch and Frosted Flakes. So I have a feeling my mom wasn't strict on the sugar. <laughs> like maybe she liked us going into the sugar coma about uh, 11 o'clock and not. She was a bit more. <clears throat> she was a bit more permissive, it sounds yes. like. And it's really fascinating because I hear stories from people whose moms weren't so permissive, but they would go to a friend's house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's people. right. That's right. And the friend maybe could have access to the sugary cereals, and then that became a part of their sleepover strategy. That's exactly right. Picking friends that had sugar cereals in their pantry, and that's who they wanted to go spend the night with. Don't go stay with Bobby. They ate (laughs) mueslicks. Is that what happened with you, Jay? We had a kind of a mixed situation. Was there a snowball-flavored cereal that y'all might eat? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there was. Wow. So I'm I'm looking over some of the General Mills cereals that are currently going on, and uh, I thought I'd just throw a couple out and see if these guys have eaten any. And um, so, Booberry. Oh, yeah. Sure. Booberry. The whole Universal Monster 
pantheon of, of monster cereal I've eaten. So Cheerios is a General Mills product. Yeah, Checks. that was always in our yeah. Always in our Cheerios was our go th- go to. And and George, man, jump in if you've got any uh, special little wisdom you want to dispense about the uh, checks. Which I don't. I I've eaten checks as a cereal a couple of times, but it's usually checks mix. Yeah, we in fact, I'm eating checks. I'm eating uh, Crispix right now because and have and whenever Becky makes checks mix. I usually finish off whatever boxes are left of the cereal. You know? <laughs> wow. So, you know, those Cin- were not kid cereals for me, though. Yeah. Cinnamon yeah, Toast yeah. Crunch. Cinnamon I'm sorry, toast. George. Go ahead. Well, well Chex was originally made by uh, Ralston Purina. They uh-huh. had a lot of food business that wasn't pet food. And General Mills bought them back in, uh, I guess, the late 90s, early 2000s. But, you know, the idea of making Chex Mix versus buying a bag of pre-made Chex Mix, there's a, a whole camp on each side of that. Yeah. And, they, they, the, the pieces that you get in Chex Mix, you know, they're, they're people who have very strong opinions about. Oh, well, George just cut out. <laughs> so we're going to vamp here until General, we bring General Mills. <laughs> General Mills was aware of our podcast. Yeah. Are you back, George? I'm here. Okay. All right. So Chex Mix. So which side are you on? Should, should people make their own or should you buy the pre-made uh, Chex Mix? You know, I do both. It really depends. Around the holidays, I love to make a big batch of Chex Mix at home. Put, put a little extra butter in it. Uh, maybe instead of just peanuts, I'll put some cashews. But when I'm on a road trip, there's nothing better than just picking up a bag at the convenience store and, and hitting the open road. It's, it's really good travel food. So I think it's kind of interesting that it was made by Ralston Purina, which also makes dog food. So yeah. does that mean it's dog food for kids? And yeah. I ate a lot of it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So what were right. some other, what were some of your favorite cereals growing up? What were the ones that y'all ate? We Frosted Flakes was probably the, the sugariest. But that's that Kellogg. We, we can't our, talk about that. Oh, we can talk about, I think we could talk about said, any of them. Cereal. Yeah. That we had that probably most if, among the sugary kind. Every yeah. now and then we would get other things, but my brother and I were so close in age, Mr. Three years, and I'd like George to speak about this at some point. The toys, yes, you know, we we always wanted the, the toys and the prizes, um, but you know who decides who got that? So yeah. I, that may have been part of the strategy and not buying too many of those. Yeah, tell us about the toys, George. Yeah, you know, back in, I'd say, the 60s, 70s, early 80s, that was really the golden age of cereal, in my opinion. And, you know, the margins on those pro- on those products were pretty high, the profit margin. And so they could afford to to put premiums in. You know, today it would cost a lot of money to to do some of the stuff that they were doing. I can recall in a, in a box of Quisp one time, Quisp. getting kind of a, a Zeppelin. It was this big balloon, and you'd blow it up, and it had this plastic gondola that would snap on. And it wouldn't really fly. There was no helium in the balloon. But uh, it was – I would eat the whole box of cereal in one sitting just to, to get <laughs> yeah. to that product. But, um, you know, not only is it more costly to do stuff like that today, but the, legally, the, just the safety – standards now are so different today than they were back then the choking hazards things like that and there are also much more stringent laws about marketing to kids and so not just in the cereal world but in you know candy and granola bars it is much more difficult to market and advertise products like that directed at children than it was you know back in the 60s and 70s when uh when, when guys went. The third age were growing up yeah <laughs> yeah so that, that that's led to some of the changes and and the business has just gotten more competitive. You know, in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, there were a lot of companies that were manufacturing private label cereals. And so uh, cereal is still a pretty profitable product, but it's not nearly what it was, I'd say, back in the 
in the 70s and early 80s. Cereals are one of the first things that I can remember that that marketed using uh, the idea of want or denial because they had all these characters that could not eat the cereal. You had like the tricks rabbit that could not uh, tricks for kids. Mm-hmm. You know, you had uh, uh, Lucky Charms had the the leprechaun who had them and the kids would be taking them from him. And then you had um, who was the Fruit Loops guy? Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam. Yeah. So you had all these characters yes. that for some reason couldn't eat their own cereal, even though they were on the box. It'd be a little bit of cannibalism then, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, they weren't. The Fruit Loops were not made of uh, uh, toucans. <laughs> I always I, unless, I'm, unless I'm stepping on a corporate secret. <laughs> were were toucans actually involved in the, in the process? It was, actually, it? it was three cans. Three cans. <laughs> so, so, George, okay. can, can you talk about uh, any of the cereals that you work directly on? And if, if you can't, we'll edit that part out and we won't ask you that. We'll question. use a professional voice actor to make it sound like you did. <laughs> what was that? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> That's a cool sound. Right? It really is a cool sound. So we'll, we'll vamp again mm-hmm. until George comes back. George is uh, okay. probably the first doctor we've had who doesn't end the name in who or strange. <laughs> All right, you're back, George. But he's still got a cool sound effect. I'm yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. So you've got, and so George has got a degree from Mississippi State and a PhD from Purdue, right, George? That is correct. Yeah. So, so he's a bulldog and a boiler maker. Yeah. Simultaneously, he's a bulldog yeah. who made boilers and then made cereal. Yeah, there's a lot. This is a little bit of a, a tangent, but there's a lot of people that go from one school to the other. I didn't realize there was such a strong relationship between Mississippi State and Purdue, but wow. uh, I knew a lot of people up there that had ties to Mississippi State. Yeah, in in A and M State, in Clemson, also in Auburn, all have got got ties yeah. as well. It's all those A and those uh, traditional A and M schools. So, but but Art, to, to get back to your observation about a lot of the tension in the stories of characters, you know, the tricks rabbit, would he ever get um, the the cereal, the the cuckoo for cocoa puffs? Yeah, birds, that's the other one. Crazy, you know, a lot of the characters were were established by ad agencies that would create the whole concept for the cereal and sell it to the cereal companies and be that General Mills or Kellogg's, they were all kind of the same plan. And uh, they used a lot of the basic elements of good storytelling, you know, a hero, a challenge. And it really created a fantasy world where kids could get lost in and really make an emotional connection with these characters. And it it just built this idea of loyalty to a certain product because at the end of the day, you know, there are maybe three or four general categories of cereal. There's sweet, there's fruity, there's chocolatey, and maybe peanut butter. Um, but it's the, it's these characters in these brands that made them all seem so individual. Yeah, because Quisp was actually lucky. I mean, was actually Captain Crunch just in a different box, different shape, yeah, different, and a different yeah. story. King yeah. Vitamin was was the King same. Vitamin oh, wow. have breakfast with the king. Yeah. yeah. Which, and that know, really took that took sugar and cereal to a whole new level. You know, when yeah. Captain Crunch came out and Quisp and those like it, you know, those were some of the the highest sugar content. And oh yeah. If, if you ever plot a graph of the liking score of cereal versus the amount of sugar, it's a straight line. You know, yeah. you don't have to have a PhD in food science to know that the more sugar you put in, the more a kid is going to like it. Yeah. But then you're fighting the battle. Will mom let them have it? Yeah. But, you know, with Captain Crunch, at least it was so crunchy that you burned some calories just eating it. So that was always that. It maybe damaged your palate. That's uh, right. Uh, yeah, I think that I think part of the appeal of those cereal commercials were that they seemed as much like part of the Saturday morning cartoon viewing as, as the cartoons themselves. You know, you didn't feel like you were really leaving or you were seeing another 
another episode of some cartoon, you know, as it, as it showed up because they were, they were animated. Usually you had some live action stuff with, uh, obviously King vitamin was a real guy, mm-hmm. actual person that it was based on, but <laughs> historical. Well, in fact, the companies like General Mills ended up getting into production of cartoons like Rocky and Bullwinkle was a, a prime example of a show that General Mills was heavily involved in. I didn't know that. I didn't either. They, they would use the ad time for themselves and excess ad time they would sell uh, to other companies. And it really became a pretty important part of their business model. Wow, that's fascinating. Wow. But, you know, the, the relationship between cartoons and cereal are really strong. And we forget that when when guys of a certain age were young, Cartoons basically came on one morning a week and and the whole week built up to that. And the idea that you could get up and make your own cereal and and again, kind of express your independence as a kid who's growing up and sit in front of the TV and watch cartoons all morning was a big part of the the ritual that we looked forward to every week. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, the parents could then like say, okay, we may, if they were able to, would say we'll sleep in on Saturday a little bit more so than normal. And some might have had a little guilt about it, but actually to the kids, that was something they welcomed. All kids yeah. want to be grown up. Yeah. And so to be able to make their own breakfast on a Saturday morning and watch TV shows that were just for them was a really special part of the, the weekly routine. And you know, ritual behavior in cereal is pretty widespread. I've had people tell me about particular ways in which they ate cereal. You know, yeah. A woman one time told me a story that when she ate a bowl of Cheerios, it was kind of like a beauty contest. And she would look at all of the O's and make a decision as to which ones looked better than the others. And the best looking O got the distinction of being the last one that she ate. Ah, that's that's <laughs> therefore the soggiest about that time. <laughs> that, that's kind of that's bizarre. Actually, yeah, yeah. pretty bizarre. Lucky charms, too. You know, people talk about, you know, the the mar- the marshmallow pieces, the yeah. marbid, as they're called in the uh-huh. trade. And, you know, people kind of look at their spoon and they drive the spoon through the cereal. Uh, You may be a person that wants one marshmallow bit in every bite, or you may be a person who saves them all till the end. But you got to have the ratio right. That's right. Didn't they do a box of just Marbits at one point? They did. And, you know, Crunch Berries crunched with the same thing. I I personally think you got to have the the blend you oh know, you i think so too yeah all the stuff in life and it's got to be right i mean it's got to be the yeah. right blend too i've noticed if i'll get uh like a regular box it's fine if i get one of these uh single serve uh bowl things that you get it's mm-hmm. way too heavy on the marshmallows huh. i probably yeah, know more about that than i should for a grown man but <laughs> well, you know now they have the bowls the sort of uh Ready to eat. Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But do you remember the bo- the little tiny boxes, boxes that you can yeah. uh-huh. and you'd fight over who got what uh, flavor yeah. out of those little sets? Yeah. And there was supposed to be a way you could cut along the side. Oh, yeah. There was a preparation that, in the was middle that, of the that box. That was before your time. Okay. No, uh-uh. So a generational thing happening here. But uh, yeah, you'd get these little square boxes and you should be able to cut them and make a, a bowl out of them. Right. It was which was never a good side. idea. No, it didn't work too well, but it was... Trying to, try. to pour the milk in it was never it was never fun. Can you before we have to wrap up? Can you think of any spectacular failures in cereal? Something that came out that just really and it didn't have to be a General Mills product. It could be whatever you want to. Well, think of. I mean, there have been a lot. There have been a lot that people never really heard of, or they certainly don't remember. Um, there was a product when I first started at General Mills that had just come out called Ripple Crisp, and the whole point of the cereal is that it would stay crunchy in milk. 
and it did stay crunchy in milk. In fact, it was so hard. Uh, you talk about Captain Crunch tearing up the roof of your mouth. This stuff would really do a, a, a job on the roof of your mouth. And so rip it. Uh, got a little too hard. And, you know, there was another product that I personally really liked that General Mills came out with in the 90s called Sun Crunchers. It was a sunflower seed cereal, and it had a very unique uh, kind of salty, sweet taste. And, um, you know, seeds are big now. It, it could have just been a bit ahead of its yeah. time, but didn't make it. But one that I personally thought was really good. There was another product General Mills had called Triples, which was their version of Rice Krispies. But instead of being all rice puffs, it was rice and corn and oats, I think. And they were each kind of different different colors. But again, uh, on the on the trash heap of history, I suppose. They now. didn't have Snap Crap. Snap, crackle, pop, pop. to uh, well, yeah. no. George. I have Another to say, cartoon. I really miss the Star Wars Episode Two Attack of the Clones cereal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking through some of the. Uh, I'm looking through some of the misses, some discontinued cereal. There was an ET cereal I saw. Princess Princess Fairy Tale Flakes, uh, powdered donuts. They're still right. I remember the powdered donut <laughs> cereal. I, I remember that. So. I mean the cereal, not just the the donut. Themselves. Yeah, uh, kaboom. I remember Kaboom very well. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever try to spell words with alphabets uh-huh. in no. your milk? I, yeah. I was a horrible speller. Usually profanity is what I tried to do. <laughs> hey, Mom, look. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, man, I did not realize there were this, these many cereals. I'm scrolling through Wikipedia because we all know whatever Wikipedia says is true. Uh-huh. Banana Wackies, that was a s- introduced in 65, discontinued in 68. Do you remember that, Art? I do not remember Banana Wackies. Uh, Baron Von Redberry. I remember Bar- saw that one. I remember I that one. I don't remember. And there was a companion to Sir that Sir Grapefellow. There you go. Ugh, that just sounds horrible. Um, wow. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, so, George, what was your favorite cereal? You know, we were a Kellogg's family growing up, and, and we had Raisin Bran, but but I was allowed to put sugar on it. And yeah. so we, I, we used to put what, sugar on that, yeah. Yeah, it didn't matter what was in the bowl. I always looked forward to that sludge of uh, undissolved yeah. sugar. <laughs> oh, that's, right. that's right. That's right. The little, uh, the last little bit of the milk and the sugar together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Raisin Bran was kind of like the dad cereal. You know, that's what my father had to eat. when, And yeah. it, it was like when you were out of yeah. everything else, you went to the, oh, there's nothing but Raisin Bran here. <laughs> yeah. And I love Raisin. Brand. I like it now, but yeah, I didn't but it was. Oh, I still don't like it. So. Is there any cereal? Is there any? Okay, so uh, so you had the raisin bran with the sugar on it. What do you eat now? Because you know, there's all these these uh, granola and, and different kind of health cereals now that are out there. Uh, and and cereal has become much more of a health food than it was, I think, when yeah. when we were younger. Uh-huh. Um, I, I am a big granola fan. In fact, I like to put it in yogurt instead of just milk. And so I guess I've. I've become more of the earthy, crunchy type than I was yeah. uh, when I was seven or eight years old. But I tell you, it's still hard to beat a good bowl of Cap'n Crunch every yeah. now and then. And it's still, there's still a feeling going down that cereal aisle that just kind of is like, wow, look at this. Nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, definitely that, yeah. What about Life Cereal? Since that was kind of, uh, anybody eat Life Cereal? Life uh, life a little cereal? bit. We were a Cheerios household. Cheerios. We didn't eat Life, but I was often we confused. We <laughs> <laughs> I was often confused with Jay Mikey. Reed. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. When, I mean, when I was little, I, but I mean, I obviously hair. that was the pitch was that they were trying to get, you know, kids involved. Here, here's the thing about Mikey. He liked life cereal. Mm-hmm. That's it. Did that That's confuse right. you? I'm not sure what your point he is. Was, but he was confused because I looked like he him. was Mikey. Oh, I understand. I'm sorry. I should start so listening to Jay yeah. 
Yeah, I guess I could see that. I yeah. had really thick, dark hair as a kid and, and cheeks, and, and I could pass for Mikey. Yeah. yeah, I think we've seen a picture of you at that age. So. I think I my, have, yeah. yeah. I yeah. did a sort of a mock-up next to each other. Wow. George, what do you want to say to wrap this thing up? What's oh, your well, final? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Hey, George, tell us what you're doing now. I mean, you, yes, you've gone what... from you've gone from sweet and cavity cereals to something really healthy. <laughs> yeah, uh, a friend and I are starting a new company called Green Wagon Foods, and we're all about helping people eat more plants. And uh, we're in the process of introducing our very first product called Steammates, which is a seasoning and steaming kit for fresh vegetables. It's a, a paper steaming bag, a packet of seasoning. You add your own fresh vegetables, shake it up, and uh, microwave it. And then, you know, under five minutes, you have a great side dish that, that's really pretty good for you. So that's what I've been spending my time on uh, these days. And if you're interested, check out our website at greenwagonfoods.com. And it's a great product, both. Well, Jay, did we give you one? You did. I'm going to use it this weekend. Oh, so Jay hasn't used it. Yeah, and I've tried a uh, a couple of different flavors. I really like the – I like everything. I really do. I'm not saying that just because you're a friend and possible sponsor now, but (laughs) – But But we we can't have sponsors. Why not? Because we're brought to you by no one. We'll get back to you, George. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, we uh, (laughs) we could change that. No, we can't. We can't. Anyway – Everything I've tried so far has been really good. I, I especially like the butter and herb flavor a lot. So the butter and herb on red potatoes is is awesome. Yeah, we Absolutely. had it on broccoli and it was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, full disclosure. Jay's not much of a food guy. I guess he'll get to it at some <laughs> yeah. point. So. so full disclosure, we've done some videos for George that look really cool that were that was lunch one day. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's a great product and hopefully coming to a grocery store near you. Yeah, but you can order them online. Can we've you? Gotten them, we've gotten them from Amazon. From our website. I'm from your website. I'm sorry. Yeah. George owns Amazon. Yeah. yeah George does. That's why we're friends. <laughs> yeah. At least that's what he told me. Is that not true anymore, George? Take you right back to being a kid. And uh, more and more people our age are eating the, eating the sugary cereals from their childhood. Maybe not every day, but you know, once a month or so, it's just a great way to, to revisit uh, your childhood. That was kind of a COVID thing for me. I got uh, like a box of Lucky Charms, uh, and it's kind of like, okay, this is how I'm dealing with uh, with COVID. I'm going to go back to my childhood. I'm going to put uh, Johnny Quest on TV, and I'm going to eat a box of Lucky Charms. Well, they're about yeah. to take Johnny Quest from you in DC Universe, but hopefully they won't take your Lucky Charms I've got Charms that on DVD, away. too. There you go. Okay. All right, George, thanks for joining us. And thanks for having me. It's been good talking to you. Yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun. Enjoyed talking to you and enjoy talking to all you guys out there. Thanks for another episode of Guys of a Certain Age, and we will hit you next week.